Hello, and thanks for stopping by Combos with Chloe. My name is Chloe M. Gooden, author, mentor, and speaker, and founder of Chloe M. Gooden Ministries. We focus on leading women to healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ, and house the ministries her worth the sorrow of rubies and after miscarriage. On Combos with Chloe, we discuss topics on breakups, divorce, dating, relationships, miscarriage, faith, identity in Christ, and more. I hope you are able to attain healing, guidance, and hope on our podcast to help you experience a fulfilling life on earth and a beautiful life in heaven. To find out more about Chloe M. Gooden Ministries, you can visit www.chloemgooden.com and I hope to speak to you soon. I'm so tired of him telling me he's going to change and then I come back and nothing has changed at all. I wish I could truly just let him go, move on with my life, and open myself up to the love that I really deserve. I'm just tired, I'm frustrated, and I know I deserve better than this. Ever had any of these thoughts? Yeah, I did too. And many times we always do when we're dealing with someone we know isn't good for us, that we know we should have just left as soon as the breakup occurred. In my new book, The Breakup, I not only help you let go of your ex, but also how to heal, forgive, and move forward. I help you explore the many seasons of emotions, thoughts, and reaction that take over us in a recent breakup or divorce. I know it's hard. I know it can be frustrating, and it can take a lot of patience, and I'm hoping that as you read The Breakup and The Breakup Guide and go through the sessions and the discussions as well as some of the reflections that you'll be able to not only let go of your ex and heal, forgive, and move forward, but also so you can heal, see what areas need to change in your life, and be able to move forward to the life and love that God has for you. Check out The Breakup at ChloeMGooden.com, available now as well on Amazon.com. God bless. Good morning and welcome to Saturdays with Chloe. So today is a touchy topic, so just be prepared with it. But I want to talk about this because I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about sin and making mistakes and, you know, just how life and whatnot, things that happen in our lives and things that we struggle with. And they made the comment or somebody made the comment of like, well, you know, you can lose your salvation, you know, whether you're saved or not. You know, if you sin, you know, you can lose your salvation. So my mind automatically was like, where did you hear that from? <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, where did that come from? And so the more we discussed it, I was telling her how, well, you know, if that's the case, all of us are losing our salvation every single day because there's nobody who's falling short of the glory of God. And so the more and more we talked about it, it made me think of really addressing a sin in your life and as far as when we make mistakes and how it relates to Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for us and how even though we have his salvation there and that he's died on the cross for our sins, it still though can affect your life. And I think that that's the part people are missing when it comes to like, oh God, he understands my sin. He gets it. You know, I love Jesus. He understands. You're right. He does understand. Uh, But it still has an effect on you. And I wanted to go over some scriptures uh, to keep in mind and 
um, some pointers to think about when it comes to sin and when it comes to your salvation. So I wanted to start off with 2 Corinthians and it's chapter 5, verse 16. Because let's first talk about how, yes, your sin is covered. Jesus Christ came down and he helped us when it came to our sin and the sacrifices. He was the ultimate sacrifice. So in chapter 5, verse 16, I started 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to flesh. In other words, um, he doesn't see your flesh in you. He sees Jesus when he sees you, if you are saved, because he covered you, he purifies you. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and putting, excuse me, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I love that scripture because it's a reminder of God was so in love with us, his creation. And he knew that unless he provided something for us to purify us, we can't commune with him. It's not that God's being like, oh my God, you're so dirty. I don't have anything to do with you. He literally cannot be in the presence of that because he's so holy. I mean, you see that a lot with stories in the Bible because he may say, you know, watch the ground that you're walking on. Or if somebody, he would say, you know, don't look at me in the face or because that he was so pure and holy, it would affect a person that wasn't pure and holy as well. So, at first, if you see in the Old Testament, we're sacrificing lambs and dogs and all that stuff. I don't know if it was dogs. I just threw that in there. But the point, you know, we're sacrificing animals constantly. And he saw like it wasn't doing anything. You know, we're burning all these different sacrifices as an atonement for our sins. But our hearts weren't changing. We were just constantly doing that. So, Jesus Christ represented the ultimate sacrificial lamb. He was the last sacrifice needed for us so that we could be reconciled to God. We are reconciled through Jesus and that way we're able to have a relationship with him. We have the Holy Spirit because that was the whole reason why he did all this because he's so crazy about you and he wanted to be able to have a relationship with you and that had to happen through Jesus Christ. In saying that, Jesus Christ then has covered your sins. He has made you new. It's actually unnatural for you to walk in sin and actually natural for you to walk in purity because he's made you a new creature, a new being. But, you know, we have in our minds in the world and the enemy having our mind is actually harder to be pure. But when you're walking in Christ or whatnot, it's supposed to be actually easier for you because you're being made new. Now, we know for a fact then God has covered our sins. You are going to heaven when Jesus Christ, and when you go to heaven and God sees you, he's going to see Jesus. He's going to say a sacrifice. He already has paid for your sins. Therefore, it's the scriptures, either Romans or Corinthians, which talks about, well, what shall we say then? Should I just continue in sin so a grace can abound but the more? In other words, well, since Jesus is already like going to jail for me, you know, maybe I should just go out and do what I want to do because he's already covered me. No, that's not why he did that, okay? Now, this is the thing. It's covered. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, and that is a promise. That is, as far as I remember, Romans 8, 31 
through 39 talks about what then shall we say in response to these things? These things. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all these things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. I love that Jesus Christ is right beside God, interceding for us, helping God understand the struggles that we go through and why it's hard because he's been through those things too. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing that includes your sin can separate you from God. Now, I'm address that though. Sometimes we feel like when we're in sin um, that God kind of steps back from us and He, um, we feel like he's kind of left us. But what really happens is that we are ashamed, okay, just like how when Adam and Eve, when they did sin, when they end up doing, eating the apple they weren't supposed to, if you remember, they hid from God. Jesus, excuse me, God was looking for them. He was, where are you? He knew where they were, but he was asking because he knew they were hiding. That's usually how we are when we sin. We find ourselves hiding from God. It's not that God is left. He's always there. We're usually the ones that hide because we're in a sh we're ashamed, and that's what the enemy wants. Once you feel ashamed, and then you can't have a relationship with God because you're nervous about it, nothing separates you from the love of God. However... Your sin can affect your life. I do always talk about uh, with my friends and uh, followers that come across that, you know, the Bible, if you really look at it, it's kind of like a manual for your life, just like you have a manual for a car. Now, a lot of us don't read the manual. We probably should because we probably would have a better way to run our car. But it talks about how, you know, the Bible is there to show us how to have a good life, to experience the beauty of this temporary earth, this temporary land, temporary home for us until we're in heaven with him where there's no crying, no sorrow, no sickness, no pain. In James 1.15, it talks about how sin leads to death. Now, he says that because we used to have to sacrifice for that, right, and it would lead to death or sin, but we have Jesus Christ, so we don't have to worry about that, but... What happens is that it can lead to death in your life. What this looks like is that when you aren't walking in the will of God, when you're walking in sin, have you noticed that it affects your life? It has not affected your salvation. It has not affected eternity with God, but it is affecting your time on earth. And when I say that, I'm not saying it in a judgy way. I mess up. I sin. I have messed up, still mess up, still trying to do my best to do what I can. But what has helped me a lot with trying to make better decisions is when I realized, wow, God didn't ask me not to do this because he's just like with a whip, don't do this, don't do that. No, he's telling me that because he wants me to have a good life. He wants me to be able to walk in freedom, to walk in his calling. And when I sin and I mess up, it affects me. It affects my flesh. It affects my mind. It affects what he has called for me to do. So this is the thing. You're absolutely right. Your sin is covered. You are saved. 
but your sin is affecting you more than it's affecting anybody. So if anything will help you maybe to, I need to really work on this sin or how I keep doing this is because you want to have a better life. It's a scripture that talks about how I will experience the beauty of this land. And I always remember that. And that's part of our ministry that I want people to be able to experience the beauty of this land in eternity with God. And the way to do that is that follow God's, not law, but his um, direction. Follow his manual. God created you. So he knows exactly what you need to do to run properly and at the best of your ability. And for us to do that is by us walking in his word and what he's called us to do. Are you going to mess up sometimes? Yeah, that's why grace is there. Are you going to mess up sometimes and then mess up again? Yes, that's why grace is there. But eventually, if you just keep doing out of rebellion and you're not trying to change, it will affect your life. And at some point, God kind of got to like step back and allow those consequences to happen so that you realize you got to change. Not because God is just trying to control you and be commander in chief. No, because he's your father. He loves you. And just like any parent, he wants you to have a really good life. So there's something to think about for you this weekend. If it's something that you are struggling with and when it comes to sin, I also have a full video in regards to why you probably are struggling with the same sin. And I hope you have a great weekend and know that you walking according to God's word is going to give you a better life. And that's why he desires you to do that. Until next time, God bless and have a happy weekend. As always, you can visit ChloeMGooden.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe M. Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.